0: Welcome to True Crime IRL. True crime in real life. I'm your host, Kelly Barron's break. Hey everyone, it's Kelly from True Crime IRL. Today I'm going to be talking about the recent shooting of Patrick Leoya by Officer Christopher Schur in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I know that this is a subject people have very different viewpoints on, and not everyone agrees about what the outcome should be. I get that. Just in talking about this case, I've had a lot of backlash, I've had a lot of hateful emails, and I kind of get it because it is a hot button issue. And I know you're not all going to agree with me on this, and that is okay. I hope we can still be friends. I do appreciate your feedback on this. I think this is a good thing to discuss. And I just, I haven't heard a whole lot in the media about it anymore lately. Seems like the coverage is kind of fizzling out a little bit. So I wanted to bring it back into light. So I'm going to start out with the facts. I'm going to play the dash cam audio for you, and I'm going to talk about the facts of Patrick Leoya and Christopher Schur, and then I'm going to give my opinion at the end, and what I have to say might surprise you. With all that said, let's get started with the episode.
1: Hey, stay in the car! Stay in the car! Nelson and Greg.
0: On April 4, 2022, Patrick Lioya, a 26-year-old refugee from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, was fatally shot in the back of the head by Officer Christopher Schur of the Grand Rapids Police Department during a scuffle between the two following a traffic stop in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Authorities reported that Lioya was unarmed. Shortly after 8 a.m., a dash cam video shows Schur driving his patrol car past the tan Nissan Ultima driven by Leoya, pulling into a home's driveway to turn around and then following Leoya for a few blocks before pulling him over. Grand Rapids Police Department records show that Schur called in the traffic stop at Griggs Street Southeast and Nelson Avenue Southeast at 11 a.m. At the time that Schur pulled him over for having an improper vehicle registration, its license plates were registered to a different vehicle, Leoya was on probation. His license had been revoked, and he had two active warrants out for his arrest, one for domestic violence and the other for missing a court hearing. But at the time of the stop, it's doubtful that Schur would have known that. It was also later determined that Leoya had a blood alcohol content of 0.29, more than triple the legal limit of
1: 0.08. Dude, I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? Do you have a license? For what? I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? What Do you have a driver's license? Do you speak English? Yes. Can I see your license? <laughs> what other one? The plate doesn't belong on this car. Do you have a license or no? Do you have a driver's license? Yes. Where is it at? It's in the car. Get it for me. What The plate does not belong on this car. Right there.
0: Video recordings show Leoya exiting his sedan. Ignoring Schur's shouted orders for him to remain in the vehicle and then asking the officer, what did I do wrong? Leoya initially appears confused when Schur asks him for his driver's license, but then he confirms that he does speak English and he tells the officer it's inside of his car. Leoya opens the driver's side of his vehicle and he stands there for about 30 seconds while he speaks to the passenger inside. He never re-enters the car or retrieves his license.
1: No! 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 Stop! Stop!
0: Leoya then closes the car door again and begins to walk towards the hood of his vehicle, away from Sure. Sure attempts to grab Leoya by the arm, but the suspect begins to run away. At 8:13 a.m., Schur calls for backup. Then pursues Leoya, and a scuffle ensues.
1: Three and three.
2: stop! Got one running. North, stop 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 okay stop stop okay. stop okay, okay. Stop. <laughs> get your
1: Right. Put your hands on your back. <laughs> 1950, Fantasy 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 He's he not resisting, nothing, bro.
0: Sure tells Leoya to stop resisting several times, and at one point, Leoya replies, okay, and his hands are behind his back. Sure then pulls his taser gun out and he aims it at Leoya, who pushes it away from his body.
2: i do it too, too. Let go
1: of the taser! Let go of the taser! No, like, like he's good. Like you can talk to him, bro.
0: Officer Schur misses Leoya twice with the taser, and the two of them are both grasping for the taser during the altercation. Leoya attempts to push the taser gun to the ground, away from himself. During the scuffle, Leoya asks, "Sir, please stop what you're doing." While the passenger of the car can be heard telling the officer to stop, "You don't have to do all of that. You can just talk to him."
1: Yeah. Like he good, bro. Like, can you talk to him? Like good. Like, can you? Yeah. Stop grabbing him like that. No. Now he good like her. Yo, you hit him too. He that shit.
0: The struggle for Schur's taser lasts about 90 seconds, and it ends with Leoya facing the ground and Schur on top of him, his chest pressed against Leoya's back. Officer Schur shouts for Leoya to drop the taser at least five times, and at approximately 8.16 a.m., Schur draws his service weapon, Presses it to the back of Leoya's head, yells, let go of the taser one final time, and then he shoots Leoya. Patrick Leoya instantly fell limp, and he never moved again.
2: Get back!
1: 1915.
2: I'll just involved this in shooting. Nelson Griggs.
0: As of the time of this recording, the Kent County prosecutor Chris Becker has not decided whether or not to charge Officer Christopher Schur with a crime. Obviously, there is a lot of outrage regarding this shooting. Leoya's family and their interpreter would say that their son was killed execution style. And Leoya's father said, I witnessed this thing in Africa, but I never expected to see it happen in America. But sadly, it does happen in America, and this is obviously a huge topic of conversation and controversy in the last couple of years. Officer Christopher Schur has not commented at all to the media about the shooting. And sadly, while well, this makes me sad anyway, the union has said in previous statements on its Facebook page that they fully support Officer Schur. And they would go on to say... As tragic as this case is all the way around, we feel a thorough review of this entire situation will show that a police officer has the legal right to protect themselves and their community in a volatile, dangerous situation such as this in order to return to his or her family at the end of their shift. Now, the thing about that is his life really wasn't in danger and neither were any lives of the community. It's been said by some that he should have let Patrick Leoya flee because he was unarmed, he was running away, and chasing him down due to a traffic stop was not really doing anything to protect the community. He wasn't a threat at that time. And what this says to me is that basically a police officer, if they get tired enough, frustrated enough, can take out their service weapon and kill somebody execution style and get away with it. So who was Officer Christopher Schur? Well, Officer Schur received a criminal justice degree from Siena Heights University in May 2014. Former teammates of Schur's college track team would say that he was strict with rules and he was easily angered. Several people questioned whether his temper would be suitable for a career in law enforcement. Nevertheless, he joined the GRPD, the Grand Rapids Police Department, in 2015, and he received multiple commendations by police department leaders in situations where he had chased individuals on foot leading to their arrest. So pursuing people during traffic stops was kind of something he had done a lot of, something he was used to, but none of them ended this tragically. Patrick Leoya was shot and killed on April 4th. But Christopher Schurer's identity was protected by the police department until April 25th. For years, the Grand Rapids Police Department has faced criticism for incidents of officers drawing guns on people of color. In 2017, their city data showed that black individuals were pulled over twice as much as non-black individuals. Since 2017, groups and civil rights activists had already been raising concerns about police brutality in Grand Rapids and called for better initiatives to bring better community relations between citizens and the police. So long before the death of Patrick Leoya, there was tension between the African-American community and the Grand Rapids Police Department. So I don't know if you remember back to April 16th, I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, doing a live show with Captain from True Crime Garage and Bob Ruff from Truth and Justice and True Crime Binge. And the Patrick Leoya shooting was very new in the news at this time. The officer's name had not been released yet or anything like that, but there was already a public outcry in Grand Rapids, and there were protests occurring daily, and one of those large protests happened in Grand Rapids the day I was there. It was a large protest organized by the Royal Black Panther Party, with hundreds of people marching throughout the city. Leaders of the march encouraged demonstrators to remain peaceful, and they did. There weren't any physical altercations or anything like that. They finalized their march by gathering in Rosa Parks Circle to listen to some music and have some peaceful discussion. On April 22nd, the funeral for Leoya was held at the Renaissance Church of God in Christ, attended by about a thousand people. The eulogy was given by Reverend Al Sharpton who began his speech by noting that Leoya's death coincided with the 54th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King. And at the funeral, Sharpton demanded the release of the officer's name, citing how those in the general public accused of crimes have their background ridiculed while police are protected, also sharing concerns that if the officer was not charged, they would remain unidentified. And later in the eulogy, Sharpton would go on to demand a federal investigation
1: But we begin tonight with
2: the funeral for Patrick Leoya. Good evening and welcome to 7 Action News at 6. I'm Carolyn Clifford. And I'm Dave Llewellyn. You could see the raw emotion in the church as the Leoya family said their goodbyes to the 26 year old today.
1: Earlier this month, Leoya was shot and killed by a Grand Rapids police officer following a traffic stop.
2: 7 Action News reporter Darren Cunningham was in Grand Rapids for the funeral. He joins us now with the powerful message from civil rights leaders.
1: People came from all over the country to attend this funeral. People who knew Patrick Leoya from the refugee camp in Malawi. He and his family went there after leaving the Congo. But there was also the mother of Eric Garner, or the brother of Stephen Clark, names people may recognize from other police-involved tragedies. Are you telling me that you have decided that a man's life is not worth than some tags on his car. Prior to civil rights activist Reverend Al Sharpton's eulogy for Patrick Leoya, hundreds of people, loved ones, supporters, and local, state, and federal dignitaries filed into Renaissance Church of God in Christ in Grand Rapids to pay their respects. Leoya was shot in the back of the head after a scuffle with a Grand Rapids police officer April 4th following a traffic stop. He leaves behind two young children, siblings and his parents. Attorney Benjamin Crump, who's representing the Leoya family in civil litigation, says no parent should have to bury their child.
2: They expect their child to bury them. And so it's just devastating, especially when you think about him being killed uh, in this manner by a police officer. Just all of our thoughts and prayers. I think that our entire state and the United States could come together. One day, and have nothing but thoughts and prayers to this family. For
1: the officer has not been named. Grand Rapids police say that won't happen unless he's charged. Sharpton criticized that decision and is calling for more accountability. We will stand with good cops. We will stand with those police that uphold the law. But if if a policeman kills when his life is not under threat and you can't be under threat when you're on top of somebody with their head down and their face in the ground. Since the Kent County prosecutor's office is handling the decision on whether to charge the officer, Sharpton has issues with that. So he's calling on the U.S. Justice Department to investigate the 26-year-old's death, saying, quote, we don't want local politics to compromise justice, end quote. Now, previously, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessels said that she would be willing to handle the case if requested. In Grand Rapids, Darren Cunningham, 7 Action News. Certainly a tough day for so many and a lot of raw motion in Grand
2: Rapids right now. Action News will continue to follow this case as it moves forward. Stay with us for all updates on air and online at WXYZ.com. So
0: like I said before, no charges have been brought yet against Officer Christopher Schur. This shooting was totally avoidable, completely unnecessary, And absolutely heartbreaking. And I remind you that this happened on April 4th. And at the time of this recording, over one month has gone by. And no charges have been brought against Christopher Schur. I just urge you to go out and watch the video. It is graphic. It's hard to watch. It's disgusting. It makes me sick. But you need to see how this all actually went down. It was a traffic stop. No weapons. No drugs. Nothing. Nothing. Patrick Leoya fled. He ran away. Officer Schur did not have to let it escalate to the point it did, and there was absolutely no reason to shoot Leoya. He was unarmed. He was literally on the ground, face down. Why could he not grab his handcuffs, handcuff him behind his back, anything like that, just anything? But instead, he took his service weapon out of his hip holster. He took that weapon And he put the barrel of the gun against Patrick Lioia's skull as he sat on top of him. And he decided in that moment to kill him. That was his choice. As a police officer, you know that when you put a gun to someone's head and you pull the trigger, they're going to die. National civil rights attorney Ben Crump made his first visit to Grand Rapids today, representing the family of 26-year-old Patrick Leoya, who was shot and killed by Grand Rapids police. Crump joined community leaders at a forum held this afternoon. News 8's Jacqueline Francis was there and joins us now with their message. Jacqueline.
2: Known as Black America's Attorney General, Ben Crump has represented the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and now Patrick Leoya. We're not going to let them sweep it under the rug. The family hired me to make sure this matter is not swept under the rug. Nearly one week after the killing of 26 year old Patrick Leoya, okay. national civil rights attorney Ben Crump is on the case. Justice for, Patrick.
1: Justice for Patrick.
2: Leoya was shot and killed by a Grand Rapids police officer during a traffic stop on Monday. Family who have seen dash cam video say Leoya was unarmed and shot in the back of the head. This young man was killed unjustly and unnecessarily when he had already conceded. He was face down. At a community forum this afternoon, Leoya's parents were emotional as city and community leaders voiced their commitment to transparency and justice.
1: My commitment to you as the director of oversight is that I will literally audit anything associated with this case, and I will call it the way I see it.
2: Don't say no more. Show the video. Crump joining the growing calls from the community for police to release video of the shooting. We have to have that video released, no matter how painful it is, because there's a mistrust in the community, and the only way... You can deal with that bridge of mistrust is to have transparency. Show the video. Show the video.
1: We, want the world to know. we want the world to know.
2: Kent County Commissioner Robert Womack connected Crump with the Leewaya family, organizing today's forum.
1: By bringing Ben Crump, it shows we have another avenue besides violence to find a conclusion of this. Uh, with his representation, And hopefully that uh, our prosecutors here, if they see that there's a crime, we pray that they will charge and that they will treat this officer like they treat the rest, especially black men here when we're suspects.
0: In order to charge someone and convict someone of murder, there has to be premeditation. But that premeditation can happen minutes or even seconds before killing them. Premeditation is when someone commits a crime and considers it before committing it. Premeditation requires that the defendant thinks out the act no matter how quickly, and it can be as simple as deciding to pick up a hammer that's laying nearby and to use it as a weapon. A defendant deliberates by considering the act and its consequences, but not necessarily the punishment, and deciding to follow through with it. A deliberate act isn't provoked or carried out in the heat of passion. The fact that a defendant is excited or angry does not rule out deliberation. And time alone does not determine whether a defendant's crime was premeditated and deliberated. All premeditation and deliberation require is the time it takes to form the intent, ponder the crime, and then act Defendants can premeditate and deliberate in a matter of minutes, as long as the thought process occurs before the act. Officer Christopher Schur was exhausted. He was exasperated. He was nervous. He was probably even angry. And he wanted it to all be over. Even though Patrick Leoya was unarmed, he was face down on the ground with Officer Schur on top of him. Officer Schur decided he still needed to take his gun out. He took his gun out and in a second made the decision to put it against Patrick Leoya's head. He made the decision to pull the trigger. He knew what happened when the trigger would be pulled. That shows premeditation in my book. I know this is controversial, but it really shouldn't be. It's kind of cut and dry. But I know a lot of you out there are not going to agree with me on this case, but I hope we can have a civil discussion about it. You don't have to agree with me. We're not always going to agree. But I wanted to cover this case because over a month has gone by, no charges yet, and not very many people in the media are talking about this anymore. They started talking about it, you know, it was news for a few weeks and now it's just kind of fizzling out and I don't want this to fizzle out. What do you think? What do you think's going to happen to Officer Sure? What do you think should happen to him? Do you think he's going to be charged officially with a crime? I want to hear your thoughts. And last but not least, my heart goes out to the whole Leoya family, all of Patrick Leoya's friends. His death should never have happened and was a complete heartbreaking miscarriage of justice. that's all I've got for today. I'm depressed now. I'm sad. I need to go hug my children and watch a funny movie, I think, because, you know, I've been talking about this case, researching it as much as I could. There's not much out there, but I've been making, you know, videos, things like that on this case, and I am wrecked, really. It's, I'm, I'm just, I'm sick and disgusted and sad and so many things, and I need to probably take a little break from thinking about it, but I can't stop thinking about it. So anyway, I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't joined my Patreon yet, please think about it. I'm going to be posting some exclusive content on there this week. Some things that I wouldn't post, you know, on just TikTok or Instagram or the podcast or anything like that. I really do post exclusive things that nobody else gets to see. So if you want to join my Patreon, it does help support the show, keeps the lights on, helps me pay my internet bill, stuff like that. And as always, follow me on all the socials at True Crime IRL, all one word. And until next time, lock your doors, people. Bye bye. All right, everybody that's the episode what are you feeling right now so i've already recorded the episode this is just a little addendum to it i've been posting on social media about patrick leoya i've had tons of people throw shade about it and i'm fine with that because i know that what i'm speaking about is the right thing to speak about i i wanted to share with you some of the messages i've received from people just in the short amount of time I've talked about this case on social media and YouTube. So one of, the, one of the comments I got said, follow lawful commands and this won't happen. They went on to say, people make mistakes when under that much stress. The officer called out Taser and accidentally pulled his gun out because the fight caused his gear to ride up. What was the officer supposed to do? Let him go? Wait for the others to join in on the criminal's side since this was a terrible area? When criminals fight cops, they are taking the risk of losing their life. The only way to make sure you don't die is to follow commands. I'm going to give you a last thought since you and I will never agree. What if the cop loses the fight and the guy A. kills the officer or B. escapes and kills someone you love or even you? Criminals don't care about the law or other people's lives, or they wouldn't fight to the death with cops. Shaking my fucking head. So that's one message I got. And then I responded with this. I said, we would never agree? Well, surprise, because I actually do agree with you on some of the things you're saying. I also said, when you speculate as to what Leoya may do in the future, that he may go out and kill someone... Well, anyone could do that. And then, are cops just supposed to shoot every perp in the head that they get in a tussle with? Oh, they might take my gun. They might shoot someone else. I better shoot them first. If that were the case, then cops would just be shooting random people at traffic stops and domestic calls and everything all the time. It would be chaos. We can't have that. You can't speculate as to his future actions to justify this killing. So first off, when Officer Schur made the stop, he had no idea who Patrick Leoya was because Leoya never showed him any ID. So therefore, he had no idea that Leoya was a quote-unquote criminal. He could have been a pastor at a church for all he knew. And this is a little far-fetched, I know, but it's it's the truth. He could have even been like autistic. He could have been having a diabetic blood sugar issue that caused him to act erratically—like anything could have been going on. What I'm trying to point out is, Officer Sure didn't know what Leoya's background was when he started pursuing him. He didn't know what was, you know, what was going on in his life. He didn't know that he had had a DUI. He didn't know any of that. So when you call Leoya a criminal, saying that he might hurt someone else? Well, yeah, sure had no idea who this guy was. You know, I think Patrick Leoya made some mistakes. I I think, you know, he shouldn't have really resisted. I, I get that. I totally get that. He shouldn't have run. He should have just talked to him, maybe. I don't know. But I also understand how, as a black man getting stopped by police in a city where Police and African-American community, they don't have the best relationship anyway. And you've seen all, these, um, all this police brutality stuff in the news and stuff. I get why he would have been scared and run away at a traffic stop. It's not like when I get stopped or pulled over. It's a lot different for someone like Patrick Leoya. I understand the fear. So I get that part that he shouldn't have resisted arrest. And I understand that when you do, one of the risks... You take is that you know you might get killed by the police officer you you that might happen it shouldn't happen but it might happen but i guess i'm trying to explain that officer sure still did the wrong thing here you don't just pull your gun out and shoot someone in the back of the head because they're resisting arrest or or running like they're running away from you they weren't a threat to you if you didn't chase them down and catch them and just saying you know oh, he might go out and kill someone later, he might blah, blah, blah. That's not justifiable. Preemptively, saving the world from future damage Patrick Leoya might do, hypothetically, is not a reason to shoot him in the back of the head and kill him. And I feel that it was murder. And and then back to this, addressing the question, should he have just let him go? Well, yes, he should have let him go. You know, after he was not able to gain Control of this man and he couldn't. Leoya was stronger than him and he was just trying to get away. And Officer Schur did not have control of the situation. If he had let him run away, there wouldn't have been any danger to anyone else. He would have run and hidden from Officer Schur. He would not have come back or brought other people with him. Officer Schur could have gone back to his patrol vehicle de-escalated the situation, moved on. Nobody would have died. Officer Schur stopped Patrick Leoya because he said the wrong plate was on the car. That's not really worthy of a foot chase and a wrestling match. And it's definitely not worthy of taking a human life. Patrick Leoya was down on the ground, face down, and Officer Schur was on top of him. Because of the physical altercation, there was a lot of adrenaline going. And you could see that Officer Schur was exhausted, stressed, all of those things. And instead of de-escalating the situation, it seemed as though he just wanted it to be over with. So he took his gun and killed Leoya. And that is what happened. In any other situation, I mean, look at the news, look at, you know, TV shows and things like that. Police officers frequently do get into physical chases and altercations with people. They stop and people like on domestic calls and things like that. That happens. And police, it might be like an issue of training, but I feel like they are trained to de-escalate a situation. And that does not involve shooting the person in the head and killing them. That is not a way to de-escalate a situation. Officer sure was wrong here. I understand that police officers have a very hard job to do. They put their lives in danger every day. I know that. I have a lot of friends who are police officers and they're good ones. And I really do respect law enforcement. I know there are a lot of bad ones out there. I know that, but there's also a lot of good ones. So I can see if your opinion is well, he could have, he could have killed the officer. The officer had to do it. Like, I mean, I kind of get part of that, but he didn't have to shoot him in the back of the head. He didn't have to kill him. That was completely unnecessary. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. If you're okay with the fact that this happened, I want to know why you're okay with it. I want to know what would it take for you to not be okay with something like this. Like this was just a traffic stop. They got into a tussle. He shot him in the back of the head. How do you justify that? I'm not trying to hate on police officers, but this was so wrong. And I also want to say, you don't have to like Patrick Leoya. You don't have to like his past. You don't have to like what he had done. Yes, he had some OWIs and stuff like that. Okay, You don't have to like any of that, but those things are not worthy of a fatal gunshot to the head. He did not deserve that. If we're talking about the law, maybe he deserved some jail time or something for those things he had done in the past. But those things he had done in the past do not carry a death sentence. And I'll leave you with that. True Crime IRL is written, produced, and hosted by Kelly Barron's Brink. Please subscribe to True Crime IRL wherever you get your podcasts and consider leaving a five-star review. Go to truecrimeirl.com for more information. Support the show by becoming a Patreon donor. Go to patreon.com slash truecrimeirlpodcast. You can also support the show by leaving a tip in the TCIRL tip jar. Go to truecrimeirl.com and click on the donate button. Or buy merch in the TCIRL merch shop truecrimeirl.com slash merch watch True Crime IRL on YouTube at youtube.com slash kellybrinkTV be sure to follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at truecrimeirl all one word True Crime IRL theme music is produced by The Captain at
2: True Crime Garage